0: This is KCLR's Bottom Line
1: with John Purcell.
0: With thanks to the Carlo and Kilkenny Local Enterprise offices for business, financial supports and mentoring services. For more information, see localenterprise.ie.
2: Good evening and welcome to the Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm Colm Ahern. Standing in for John Purcell for the next couple of weeks, and I'll be with you until 7pm. The text line, should you wish to talk to us and let us know what's going on, is 083 306 9696, sponsored by dinnersready.ie. As the temperature dips over the coming days, I'm hoping to warm you up this evening with some positive local and national business stories. But before we start, congratulations to Paul McCabe and Johnny Holden who announced this week that they've bought Clear's Bar from John and Phil Clear. The two new owners who have managed the popular bar in Parliament Street in Kilkenny for the last 13 years have said they'll keep the show on the road and have no plans to change anything right now. I for one agree, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Good luck to them both. Carlow may well be the second smallest county in Ireland but one thing is for sure that it's punching well above its weight on the global stage. Carlow Chamber is currently conducting research to gain further insight into the international reach and connections of the companies across the county. They're inviting people to complete a short survey called International Carlo on their website, carlochamber.com. And all those who contribute will be entered into a draw to win a €100 Love Carlo gift card. It's worth five minutes of your time, I'm sure you'll agree. And meanwhile, between now and 7 o'clock, we'll have lots of positive business stories. Earlier this week, I was in Killarney to attend the Irish Hotel Federation's annual conference in AGM. And later this evening, I'll be joined by the current president of the IHF, Denise Campbell, and we'll be talking about sustainability in the hotel and tourism industry and why it means a lot more than just protecting our environment. Kira Gleeson, who's the marketing manager with Easy Living Furniture, will be chatting to me about their recent success at the National Digital Awards, and we'll be hearing from the winners of the Student Enterprise Awards in Carlow and Kakkenny, as well as the overall winner of the Carlow final of the National Enterprise Awards twenty twenty three, with those awards taking place during Local Enterprise Week. All that between now and 7 o'clock. But first joining me in studio to discuss some of the most interesting business stories of the week is Marion Ackerman, Centre Manager at McDonough Junction Shopping Centre. Good evening and welcome Marion, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Colin. I'm delighted to be here.
2: That's brilliant. Um, so, look, you noticed you, you noticed that, uh, that that PwC had recently launched their report into the new mandatory gender pay gap for 2022. It's it's a bit of a, a, a tongue twister. Can you tell me what we can learn from the report?
1: Yeah, interesting st- statistics coming out from from the this mandatory reporting for companies that have employees of over 250 at the moment. Um, the 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 headline statistics are that 87% of companies have disclosed a pay gap in uh, favour of males and I suppose to note what they're measuring here is the hourly pay for all of their staff so it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, a man gets more money than a woman um, for the same job because that's not legal in this country Uh, equal pay for equal work but it it shows that more men than women are in higher positions uh, in these companies in these large companies. 71 percent of companies disclosed that their pay gap is above five percent and the national average uh, coming out from this survey is uh, a pay gap of 12.6 percent um
2: and how does that how, how does that equate to european average for example
1: we're just we're just under it it's 13% across the eu so we're we're more or less in line with, with the eu norms um, and
2: were you, and were you surprised by those findings
1: i thought it was i thought it would be higher I thought the pay gap would be higher. In saying that, there are so many women now in in very high positions that I know and that I see in the media uh, and here locally in Kilkenny. Thankfully, um, I would imagine that the gap is closing in terms of uh, women leading these large companies. Uh, and this probably does reflect that, but then there are certain sectors um, where the gap is more pronounced than in other sectors, and I suppose hospitality and retail um, and uh, education are more female uh, um, uh, popu- dominated. And then they've they've identified some of the STEM industries as being areas where um, males are leading the the uh, the gap on um, in those sectors. So. It all harps back to the STEM, you know, and I know that's very important now it's in schools, uh, STEM for girls. Yeah.
2: So Yeah, very important. And hopefully we'll see that gap coming down. Um, <clears throat> another story that we saw um, that we saw over the last couple of days in, in the newspaper was that Dublin Airport is getting busier.
1: Yeah, great news. And actually, I was listening to uh, Michael O'Leary uh, on the airwaves during the week and he was he was on actually giving out about drones but he said book early book your holidays early this year because prices will go up and that is a reflection of what's coming through here in the um, in the Irish Independent today that um, Dublin Airport have exceeded their pre-COVID pandemic numbers they're up 2% in January versus January 2019 now globally they're expecting the, the, the figures to normalise or to equalise um, in June so we're actually ahead of the global norm in terms of passenger numbers so that's, that's great positive. News. That's, news, that's very isn't positive.
2: It? And, and, and another story, uh, I suppose, related to that um, I, I, is, is kind of the, the different markets. So, I mean, Aer Lingus are looking at, at, at their seating capacity and what they're going to do
1: yeah they, they were their business travel was decimated I suppose during uh, the lockdowns and they've identified a trend where executives aren't actually traveling out to meetings as much now since uh, the the world has reopened but people are looking at their holidays and their downtime and they're getting away and they're exploring uh, more so than than the bounce back on the business side of of, of their uh, bookings so they're looking at capacity on their f- on their planes and future future design on planes and all of that kind of thing they're very Strategic views coming across from Aer Lingus now, which of course are uh, part of, a, of a, uh, a multinational group of airlines. So they have the strength of all of their their partner businesses across the globe. I suppose feeding into the expertise there for Aer Lingus.
2: Yeah, I mean obviously business travel is coming, but it's coming back slower than leisure. I wonder will it come back to the levels that it was, or 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 will it stay less now with the with uh, remote working and things like that?
1: You'd imagine. Um, I, I, I can't see it ever coming back to the to the way it was i know with us now we do some um uh, I'd be on certain committees and we would have travelled to meet and that was the norm and we always did it but we always said we really should be doing something remote here and because we were forced to do it for the last um, it's an event committee and the last time we organised our event we did it remotely and we've continued to do it remotely and it's it's a total game changer it's a one hour out of your day instead of a two hour dr- journey and a one hour meeting and a two hour journey back so I suppose that's on a small scale if you're lo- talking about jumping over to, to Brussels for a meeting or Paris for a meeting it, you know you could multiply the cost and the resources needed, um, yeah. so I can't imagine it would come back to ever being.
2: Yeah, look, and, and and look, I mean, the drone issue hopefully looks like it's been sorted. There's nothing. Uh, there's no, nothing like the imminent arrival of Air Force One to focus the mind on a problem.
1: That really needs to be sorted. I think I heard that there was six incidents since Christmas and and several before Christmas. Who on earth is sending their drones up? I mean, why can't people just realise that they're causing absolute mayhem? I mean, we're. <laughs> we're in a small island and we really need our airports to be functioning well
2: absolutely and then I suppose lastly um, the the front page of the Kenny People reported that there's a severe shortage of houses has, has hit business
1: yeah no no mystery there I mean the housing crisis and the lack of housing stock has been on the agenda for the last five years we've been talking about it as a country we've been talking about it here in Kilkenny it affects every element of of life because we, we're trying to in, encourage FDI coming into Kilkenny you're looking at Abbott they're bringing a thousand um, jobs for Kilkenny fantastic news the fintech cluster that's coming down the line and people have no homes to live in I think nationally the deaf Deficit as 250,000 homes. Um, and I mean, we're talking about, I looked at um, Kilkenny, there was 194 new estate houses built in 2022. You know. I mean, it's a fraction, isn't
2: yeah, it? A fraction, I mean, yeah. a fraction for the amount of people that want to come in and work here and all the new businesses that are starting yeah. up. So it's something that needs to be sorted very quickly.
1: Yeah. And of course, it's affecting the cost of buying your home or rental. Um, rental costs as well so it impacts everything and it impacts our disposable income our ability our consumer confidence Um, you know there's a ripple effect there
2: well look thanks Marion for being my first guest on tonight Um, that was Marion Ackerman Centre Manager of McDonough Junction coming up after the break we'll have a report from Adwina at the Student Enterprise Awards
1: KCLR, the bottom line with John Purcell.
2: With thanks to the Carlo
0: and Skilkenny Local Enterprise Offices for business financial supports and touring services. For more information, see localenterprise.ie.
2: Welcome back to the bottom line with Colin Ahern. So Local Enterprise Week has been rolling out across the country since Monday with plenty of activity and it's far from over. Our financial mentoring from financial mentoring and social media marketing clinics to seminars on trading online vouchers and tips to tackle green issues. The Leo offices in Carlo and Kilkenny have been kept busy. And events were not just solely aimed at the older audience or well-established businesses, with a highlight being the Student Enterprise Programme County Finals. Edwina Grace was at both of them.
0: The Student Enterprise Programme County Finals see seven winners from across the two counties set to compete at the national event at Croke Park on the 5th of May. Carlos' selection was made at the Woodford Dolman Hotel on Tuesday where 11 schools were represented. A host of special prizes were handed out and two will now go forward to represent the county at the Nationals. AJ Dooley of Endgame is a student of Presentation De La Salle Bagnallstown. He's set to feature in the My Entrepreneurial Journey category while this group was declared the senior winner for the county. i oh, Nolan. I'm Paul Barrett. I'm Jamie Noctor. I'm Andy Descalescu Monarch Chamber. Now I know you've already spoken on our bottom line business show and here you are the overall winner how are you feeling uh, I'm feeling amazing I sort, I, sort, I, sort of, I sort of knew it was going to happen, but I could just tell you know because of our stand yeah well it was nervous coming to the end and uh, second place then and then we weren't sure because there is a lot of good companies here, but we managed to take home the W so yeah, I was very nervous, but I'm very, very happy, very happy. Well, it was actually I always my, all my dream to own a business. I really wanted a business, even when I was very young. I was always trying to start businesses, but none of them worked, so this one actually worked out, you know. So you must be delighted then with a competition like this, with the Enterprise Awards that gave you that opportunity. Oh, yeah, I'm extremely happy. Yeah, same as Jamie, I was really nervous coming up to the announcement, but I'm very happy now. And guys, you've done a lot since you were on the bottom line last and you even did a lot for your company over the last few days. Oh, what's going on? Uh, we had to do the rest of our website because we only had a bit of it done. We just rushed to get it done, but like we got it done anyway. Uh, you can find all of our products on monarchgymware.ie. And you've big dreams too. We're, we're told that the the brand is going to go global. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, we've uh, our social media has reached people in all sorts of countries. So, trying to expand now, and we're going to keep it going after TY definitely. And the next step is the nationals. How are you feeling about that? kind of nervous but I have a feeling we're going to win it I
3: just feel like our business is really good and i say we can win it
0: On Wednesday it was the turn of Kilkenny at Lyraath State Hotel 150 students from 12 schools took part again with a range of awards handed out 5 go on to the next stage with 2 My Entrepreneurial Journey victors Shake It Up and EnerGels both from Colage to Aoun Rhee. The Callan Secondary School also won the overall junior section with Worry Not. Intermediate went to HD Horseshoes from St Kieran's College and his crew took the county senior title. Uh, I'm Michael Buckle. Isaac Mannions. Conor Kelly. Uh, Dardoch.
1: Um, well, we're at Grenning College in Thomastown and we had just a group of four here that we're, we've come in with the Gaming Guard. It's a little device that you put on your uh, gaming controller to stop you being kicked
0: from online games. Uh, since we all play games, this is a big problem in like when you're playing games, say if you want to go to dinner or you want to go do something and you usually get kicked out of a game, if you put your Gaming Guard on your joysticks of your controller, it keeps you spinning around
1: so you don't get kicked from your online game.
0: And how has it been for you?
1: Good, it's very fun to... get get out of class, really, and work on the project. Um, But I know, in fairness to everyone, like we've all put in hard work and we got the job done in the end.
0: Did you get a good reaction from other people?
4: Yeah, a lot of people bought it. When we went to the primary school they bought a load and then we
2: sold some in our school as well actually.
0: So then great excitement here today, uh, tell us what happened.
2: Um, well we came in here and set up our stall and everyone was going around and the atmosphere was really nice. Then uh, it was good music, good stuff and then we went up and to a bunch of awards and surprisingly out of nowhere we won the, the top spot.
0: And how are you feeling about that? Oh, we're buzzing after it because it's just, yeah, it's just a great feeling. Yeah, because we've won a lot of hard work and, you know, it's something that we want to keep going forward with, so, yeah. Speaking about going further with it, what's the plan?
1: Well, we'll see where the road takes us, but I'm um, sure we'll see how Croke Park goes and um sure we're, we seem to be going well with sales and all the rest, so just... Keep pushing on with Instagram, just posting it online and advertising it. See how people react to it. We have a website um, and we're on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and it's uh, the Gaming Guard uh, on all platforms.
0: And finally, the whole process, the Student Enterprise Awards. How did you find taking part in that?
4: Uh, it was actually good. We worked as a team really well. We got to have a lot of different new like experiences when we were working with 3D printer. That was new for me. I never worked with a 3D printer before and uh, coming in here to the Lyrat today was a new experience
1: as well interesting to see everyone else's project as well especially seeing what they worked on as well so now
0: it's all eyes on Croke Park for the 5th of May when each of our seven take to the national stage no doubt we're sure to hear from many of those who participated in the competition over the last few weeks such great minds fantastic innovation they're sure to continue on their
2: business journeys that was between a Grace with the winners of the Student Enterprise Awards in both Carlo and Kilkenny. Many who managed, as the young man said, to take home the W, which I like to try and do every single day. The seven winners heading to Croke Park are my, entrep- my Entrepreneurial Journey category, AJ Dooley of Entgame. He's a student at Presentation De La Salle, And the Senior County winner in Carlo was Monarch Jim Ware from Tullow Community School. And from Kilkenny, my Entrepreneurial Journey Entrepreneurial Journey category uh, to uh, Energels and Shake It Up, both from Colosh to Owenry in Callan. The junior county winner was Worry Not from Colosh to Owenry in Callan. The intermediate county winner was HD Horseshoes from St. Kieran's College in Kilkenny City. And the senior county winner was the Gaming Guard from Grenning College, Thomastown. Now, I'm delighted to be joined on the phone by Philip Clark, who's the MD of Forest Rock Technologies, who have just won the Carlo final of the National Enterprise Awards 2023. Philip, you're very welcome and congratulations. You must be thrilled with the award.
5: Uh, We're absolutely thrilled, Colin, and uh, many thanks for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. We do appreciate the invite. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, a defining day for our business. And everybody associated with Forest Rock and anyone associated from a partner point of view are all thrilled, which is great.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I believe you're. Um, I I believe you're snowed in at the moment, or nearly snowed in in the mountains in Carlo.
5: Yeah, well, I actually live up in a place called the Rushes and uh, top of the Colletian Hills, and we were snowed in this morning, so it was a bit of a journey getting out. But uh, a lot of rain during the course of the day, mostly washed away. But tomorrow, tonight is meant to be an awful lot more snow to come. So we'll see what
2: tomorrow morning brings. Great. Well, I appreciate you coming on. So tell us a little bit about your business um, and what you do. A Technologies. Uh, they operate in
5: both export and local markets. And uh, we write software to help people to control and manage multiple client technologies by enabling connections and exchanges of data with other devices and systems uh, kind of o- over the internet. In effect, we enable integration of large sets to provide solutions for clients in energy usage, sustainable buildings, energy management, lighting control systems, HVAC, access controls. It allows people to make what we call informed decisions both from a, a CapEx point of view and an OpEx point of view for an operational uh, continuation because an awful lot of large organizations, their biggest OpEx cost is energy, and you will probably find that 50% of their OPEX cost is around uh, associated with the energy. And we're providing a lot of software uh, as well as some hardware solutions to help them all manage those uh, systems. And that could be across anything, Colin. It could be, it could be an air force, it could be a business centre, it could be a university, it could be a hospital, uh, it it could be absolutely in Sports stadiums. Uh, we go through everything. I mean, in Ireland alone, on some of the recent projects. Uh, our solutions are going into the new Google campus up wow. in Bowlands Key in Dublin, for example. Yeah. Um, we get involved with a lot of the data centers. So, again, you'd have Amazon and Facebook uh, associated data centers using the solution. And uh, so, the new children's hospital is going to be using the solution as well. So, it's, uh, it's, it's quite exciting times. And, uh, you know, we, we have a team of people who are software developers between UK. Uh, and in Ireland we have a, a lot smaller team in Ireland um, but we have a, a team of developers as far as Rock have got a uh, an sister company over in the UK as well based out of Loughborough University and uh, yeah it's it's an interesting business and and how it's, ma- it's and all about
2: connectivity <clears throat> and how many people do you have working for you at the moment Philip?
5: we have three full time and two part time at this moment based out of Enterprise House uh, on the O'Brien Road there in Carlow and uh, that's that's our home. We've been there for five years. We were formed in October of 2017, and uh, yeah, we've come a long way in a in a short space of time. And it's quite exciting because it can be a tough market. And uh, you know, so locally we've done really really well, and on the export side of things, we're beginning to gain more traction, um, kind of on a on on a steady basis between the UK and Australia, our biggest export markets at the moment. But we're hoping to do a bit of a, a, a an expansion into North America over the next eighteen months with our energy manager software.
2: That sounds really exciting, Philip. And 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 uh, you know, congratulations on on winning the Carlo final. Do you know when the national final is going to be on?
5: Yeah, it's brilliant. It's on the first of June, and it's taking place in the Mansion House um, up in Dublin, obviously and uh, very excited to be going to that. That's going to be quite a prestigious event and to be able to represent Carlo uh, means a lot. I, I mean, I'm a Carlo man and I've been traveling all over the world uh, for the last 30 years in businesses. The Delighted to start something up in Carlo five years ago, but wherever I've gone, Colin, I've told everyone. Carlo is
2: the centre of the universe. Right. Well, we're delighted for you. We really are. And we'll take this opportunity to wish you the best, uh, the, the best look and to all the finalists as they go on to represent their counties at the National Enterprise Finals. We're now going to take a quick break and there's lots more to come, so don't go away carlo kilkenny kclr you're welcome back to the bottom line the program for and about business on kclr i'm colin Ahern, and i'm joined now on the phone by denise campbell who's the president of the irish tells federation good evening denise and thanks for joining me on the bottom line
3: great to be on colin
2: delighted to have you on. So the theme of your conference earlier this week was sustainable development, but there's there's a lot more to sustainability than just being green. Can you tell me what sustainability means to the hotel and to the wider tourism industry?
3: It's funny, when when we started looking at our theme for our conference, I was very mindful that, you know, you're right, it, not, it isn't just about sustainability and the environmental piece. It's also about, you know, tourism by its very nature, like we're, we're well, particularly in hotels as well. Hotels that are located in every town. Practically, nearly every town in Ireland. So, really, for us, you know, our focus is to be a sustainable industry through the years ahead. Be that as you say, environmental, but also with for our people, which is really important as well. And there was a key focus around people for the two days, which was very inspiring and positive.
2: Yeah, and uh, I mean, tra- and, looking, and, sorry, and, and just looking at the people, um, the, the the people side of it, obviously very very important to the to the hotel and the hospitality mm-hmm. industry. What is the Irish Tells Federation doing to help get more young people and more people to come and work in their businesses? So,
3: there's a, a lot of work that's been done in that space, Colin. If you think in 2019, one in 11 people were directly related and directly employed in, in hospitality and, and 70% of the jobs are outside of Dublin. So, you know, we're, we're the largest Indigenous employer in Ireland. So so really, and we're very, very dependent pe- on people to provide our services. So people are our greatest asset, really, and, and, and most importantly, in hotels. So so everything we're doing, looking at career opportunities from hotels, we're working closely with Fortune Ireland in developing training courses. We also have our own internal, we have our own hospitality skill net. We opened up as a pilot program in 2021 and it has been hugely successful and this year we've secured three years further uh, funding for the skill net and the skill net itself is it's a, a hotel and guest house specific skill net and and last year 320 hotels availed of at the training 2,500 th- two people were trained and there was 120 courses run and those courses were any anything from bite sized training to leadership skills through in-house specific training digital marketing training upskilling for staff craft skilling several courses were done and it's been a huge success for us in, in most importantly in the Irish in the hotels federation that's
2: one that that, that that sounds great you know at mm. the conference there was there, there was a few people telling their stories including yourself about how they started yeah. in the industry and moved on uh, one of the people that was telling their story was a lady called Catherine Who's the MD of the Guinness storehouse? She has an incredible story about where she came from to where she ended up. Can you tell us about that?
3: She did. Catherine actually studied, studied well, as she said herself. Hospitality was in her bones, and more than myself, and I'm sure you too, Colin, I had a summer job working in a in a bar in in the local town in Sligo, where she was from. And then she went on and she studied hospitality in Galway. And then she uh, did a. Uh, graduate management program I think with Trust House Forte in the UK and then it led her then to do as she said herself she took the she took the risk and she went and she um, ended up managing the Olympic Village for she went into contract catering and did um, she was actually running a team of 7,000 who were Feeding elite athletes in China and then in London. So I mean, and now today she's worked on policy issues with government in the UK and Northern Ireland. She's worked in t- with tourism Northern Ireland, and now today she's um, brand manager for Diageo, and that means that she looks after um, the Guinness storehouse, and she's she's looking after Kilkenny there in um, the. Was it the Smith's experience. It's Smith's experience she runs back. So, I mean, Catherine's story is so compelling, but she always comes back to the fact that the grounding she got in hospitality gave her the, the confidence to go on and get that job or take that risk. And as she always said herself, she's travelled the world, um, she's been in Beijing, she's been all over, and as she said herself, she knows she, she could always come home, so she had that security. So what other, you know, background or college, you know, grounding could you get as good as that. the yeah, no. story was fabulous and it resonated with a lot of people in the audience I
2: have to say. Did you? It was a great story. Um, I want to ask you about the sustainability of, uh, uh, of the community and like it, that's very important to the, to, to the hotel and to the tourism sector in general. Um, you know, like there's, there's a lot of stories at the moment in terms of, you know, hotel beds going into government contracts and, and I, I want to ask you about the effect that has on local communities because in Carlo and Kilkenny we don't really see it that much but some of the statistics that we were told at the conference in terms of other counties in Ireland, I mean that, that 85% of all hotel beds in Leitrim are under government contract, 70% of all hotel beds in Longford and 56% of all hotel beds in Donegal are under government contract. How, how, important, does it, how important is it that government policy reflects the importance of tourism to our local communities?
3: Colin, it, it, at the moment it, it's unfortunate um, uh, that this is happening. But look, I mean, it, it's um, a very unfortunate situation. I mean, can you imagine people fleeing from their country? It, it's just um, very difficult for everybody. And, and really hotels have stepped up the length and breadth of the country for over the last 12, 13 months uh supporting the government which you're right it is it's come to it now that there is some towns that unfortunately the local hotel is, is no longer available and and while that's a big loss to the town itself it also has has a negative effect really on the tourism businesses the downstream or the trickle effect on those so like the tourist attractions it's going to affect their numbers are going to be down um you know any activities that rely on tourists tourism um, will all be affected unfortunately so the sooner that a solution is found the better for everybody
2: yeah, no, thank you, thank you for that. And then I suppose looking at looking at the uh, sustainability and the environment, I suppose more uh, the the more traditional um, meaning meaning of it. I mean, you're working for one of the biggest hotel companies in mm-hmm. Ireland, Delata. Uh, being green has been a big part of your business for a number of years now. Like, what what advice would you give to businesses who might only be starting out on that journey?
3: So. we we touched on that as well in the conference and yeah you're right we had uh, Connell O'Neill Connell O'Neill who's our our group general manager for Region Ireland he spoke about it he plays a huge role in in, uh, leading our sustainability team here in Gelata Um, and he just gave us some typical examples of how we have you know it's, it's like we, we kind of say sustainability is like health and safety we do it every day and it's part and parcel of what we do um, and we involve the whole team so we have influencers what we call in every hotel in all our 51 hotels and you know we work collectively as you know reducing our energy consumption our energy output which is the main goal and that's really what we're, we're all trying to do um, and hotels can have play a huge role in that and, and you know we are working with government on that in in in, in trying to find solutions and making ourselves available with, you know, for um, with discussions on how hotels can play their part. But it's, it's a little things that, you know, when we do our security walks every night, we do our you know, our, our sustainability walks as well and that you make sure that there's no excess use of lights on or heating on in places that there's no, no need for it. We look at our, we meters and all our water and, and all our energy and we look at it every day we check our consumption, and we see identify if we've got water leaks. We monitor our waste, and um, so it's little things like that that we involve everybody in the hotel, and everyone plays their part in it. And
2: and and, and so important that everyone's doing, it as opposed yeah, to the you know absolutely. the top one or two in the organisation. Oh, yeah, no, it,
3: it, it won't work if it's just the top two people, or if it's just the general manager and the accountant looking at it. It needs to go down to everybody. Everyone plays their part in it, like we all do
2: some people were some some people at the, com- the conference a bit frustrated with the i suppose the co- how cumbersome or whatever that the SEAI grants can be um you know is there any sort of uh, sort of uh, ray, ray of light horizon will things get easier there in terms of being able to uh, to, to get grants yeah
3: we i, I think they, they will we have fed that back the IHS have fed that back to the uh, department of the environment we we, we met with the minister um, L- late last year and we did highlight that that some of it's there, it's challenging it's a little bit bureaucratic but you know they did take it on board um and I do think we will see changes on that
2: in the months to come well, thank you. And then you 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 finished your conference by uh, by, by the, you you two two very very yeah. uh, important speakers, um, yeah. uh, Doctor Martin Newman, who came all the yeah. way from Australia, and a, a personal friend mm. of mine, Ronan O'Gara, who and <laughs> and, and, and they both spoke about <laughs> uh, emotional intelligence and leadership.
3: Mm, we did, and and again that came back to the people focus. Uh, of the conference you know when we did yeah dr martin newman was fantastic he talked to talked to us about the difference between you know being a I say nearly a manager and a leader and how how you can inspire your team and and help them build their talent so that the be, the better you are with your team the better leader you are and how you can how how you can use emotion intelligence to become that better leader and then yes we did have ronan ogara and he spoke to us as well. He did a little fireside chat with Ivan Yates, who was our, our compere for the day. Uh, and, and you know, Ronan talked about his journey from, and how he came from. Having as what we say a fixed mindset of being a player to the growth mindset that he has now and being the leading coach that he is, and just gave us some advice. Um, just and I suppose the whole theme of it is, Colin, is that everybody is different. So when you are leading a group of people, you need to be very mindful of that, um, and that we as leaders need to understand how people work. You know, and not everyone is the same. And I, I thought he like there, there was a lot of silence through when when our two key, keynote speakers were talking, but. All in all, it was a really positive conference. And I think that everyone brought something away
2: from, yeah. from it. Well, look, thank you, for, thank you for that, Denise. And thank you for joining us on the show tonight. I hope you and all your members have a very successful season ahead. Thank you so much. Thanks, Colin. This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. So now... Um, <clears throat> Easy Living Furniture has just been crowned the overall winner of the National Website of the Year at the National Digital Awards 2023. The popular furniture retail with an outlet in Kilkenny Retail Park also picked up another award for Medium Business Website of the Year for the second year in a row. I'm joined now on the line by Kira Gleason, the marketing manager with Easy Living Furniture. Good evening, Kira.
4: Hi Colin, how are you?
2: Thanks for coming on. I know you have a fantastic store here in Kilkenny, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about it and and about your business in general.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, sure, I'll start at the start. Um, We opened in 1998, and our first establishment was in Galway. At the moment, we have 17 stores across Ireland and two fully functioning um, e-commerce sites. Uh, last year we opened our first store in Northern Ireland and we opened a third location in Limerick so it's very exciting to get all those new stores opened. Uh, we've developed and launched a UK website as well all this expansion has now enabled us to reach individuals who might not have been able to access our products, whether it be just not in the locality. Um, as you mentioned, we have a store in Kilkenny and it just turned five there a couple of weeks ago. I
2: saw balloons, um, o- I saw balloons outside it, all right.
4: <laughs> oh, for sure. And yourselves actually joined us one of the days over that weekend to help us celebrate. Uh, it, was a, it was a great weekend and I know everyone enjoyed it.
2: And how many people um, are working in the store locally?
4: So in the Kilkenny store, we have 10 people employed.
2: Wow, okay. And then tell uh, tell me about the Digital Business Awards. It was last Friday, I think the awards were. like what it was, did, indeed. What do they mean for your business? Where can you go with them?
4: So, the Digital Business Ireland, their awards are held annually, and they basically acknowledge the digital e-commerce community and the efforts that they put in to lead retail excellence. And they're actually dedicated, Ireland's dedicated e-business representative. so to be recognized to them is just an absolute honor for our company. So, as you mentioned at the start last year, we were fortunate enough to win Medium Business Website of the Year. So, we went to the awards this year again, and we were delighted when we won the Medium Business website of the year again but then we also managed to scoop the main award of the day which was the national website of the year and to say we were absolutely thrilled with this is an understatement there was um, oh sorry there was um, stiff competition in it actually there was over 500 entrants from across a range of 22 different categories um, so winning these awards it just shows with all the tough competition that we were up against it has actually recognised us for everything that we do for the website for our user experience the creativity of it the functionality and all the quality and compliance of the website
2: Yeah no that's a that's a, f- a phenomenal result against a huge amount of businesses that, uh, that, that that came in I mean you went from you went from winning the medium business in 22 yeah. to being to winning the overall uh, website in 23 like what what changes did you make between that time?
4: So I think there could have been a number of factors. Uh, but one of the main things when we were thinking about it is up until last year, our main focus was all on improving the content and features of the website. So we wanted to give customers as much information as we possibly could. And this was due to COVID-19. Um, obviously, a lot of our, our stores had to close for a number of months. So everyone moved to the e-commerce world. So now what we're doing at the minute is we're trying to meet the challenges of having hybrid customers. So we find now that shoppers are when they might go online first, do their bit of research, and then go into the store to complete their purchases or vice versa. So in order to streamline the process and make the experience better for um, all our customers, we just had to change a few things. So some of the things that we did was we increased the number of products on our website. So I think it's now over 2,500 products that you'll find on our website. We also introduced a new feature where we've over 400 product videos. So these are basically, we have one of our sales staff, um, our social media girl, Ola, who talks through the products, all the key features, the videos are highly detailed and show all the different aspects of the furniture that a customer might look for if they were to go into the store and talk to an actual live salesperson. And then we also introduced live video sales, so, you can go on our website, book an appointment, and actually, from the comfort of your own home, talk to a staff member in the store, tell them what you want to see, where you want to go, and they'll pretty much walk you around the shop and show you everything as if you were there in front of them. So, we think focusing on these things are what may have helped us win the overall award for this year.
2: Yeah, that's very impressive. Kira, stay with us just for a couple of minutes while we take a quick Absolutely. break. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. You're listening to the Bottom Line in KCLR. I'm Colin Ahern. We're still talking to Kira Gleeson who's the marketing manager with Easy Living Furniture. Kira, your 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 business has obviously worked hard on the e-commerce platform over the last number of years and you explained mm-hmm. how how like you've brought it from being the medium business website to the overall business website. So I think you're perfectly placed, you know, what advice for other SMEs, what advice would you give to other SMEs to improve their e-commerce platforms?
4: Yeah, so um, three of the main concepts that we always try to take into consideration is innovation, information, and communication. So we believe that innovation is key and we're one of the first Irish companies to implement as I just mentioned the in-store live sales and the product videos and we think that that has been a huge help to our customers I have no doubt we also find that information so if a customer can go on your website and find exactly what they're looking for uh, make sure it's there and it's readily available and we've done this in the sense of all the product descriptions the videos uh, we've live chat that is actually monitored 7 days a week from 8 am to 8pm so if you go on our website at any time during those hours you'll get an answer straight back from, from someone um, and the communication just make sure everything is easy to access as I mentioned there as well with the live chat we've to the email service um, our team we've a great team of web customer service who come back to you with every query that you may need I also believe that listening to your customers is absolutely key so if a customer comes back to us with feedback we always can onboard we'll see why are they saying something and look to see how we can improve their customer journey
2: and all those questions and queries that come directly from customers are answered in-house? Yes, they are indeed. That's great. And look, I, I like what, what does the future hold then for Easy Living Furniture? Now that you've gone and you've won the, the, the Digital Business of the Year Award, what's, what, what's next?
4: Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, as I mentioned, innovation's been key for us. We've always been at the forefront of innovation in the furniture industry, and we think that this year is going to be no different. We have some big plans in place for this year, and we look forward to developing them over the coming months.
2: Yeah, look, that's that's absolutely great. Th- thank you. Thank you for joining us, Kira. I really appreciate it. No and the very best Thanks of luck. Thanks so much.
4: Thanks a million, Colin.
2: Thank you. So uh, that's all we've time for on the Bottom Line this week. Remember, you can email the Bottom Line at KCLR96FM.com, or you can listen back to this show or any episode of the Bottom Line. Just search for the Bottom Line on KCLR on the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify. I'd like to t- thank all of my guests this week. Marion Aikerman, Denise Campbell, Philip Clark and Kira Gleeson. Thanks to producer Deirdre De- 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 Drommy and to Edwina Grace and Etna Quirk um, for, for their assistance today. And a huge thanks to Martin Bridgman Sound, who's been like my personal chauffeur for the last hour. But most of all, thanks to all of you for listening and I'll see you next week. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell.
0: With thanks to the Carlo and Kilkenny Local Enterprise offices for business financial supports and mentoring services. For more information, see localenterprise.ie.